Hello there, this is Harry and welcome back to my podcast where I try to help you to get a better understanding of the English language so you can improve your conversational skills and your business English and even where you're trying to pass IELTS or one of the other exams in the preparation. So we look at expressions, phrasal verbs, idioms and all sorts of other aspects and of course pronunciation which we have been looking at recently. This particular podcast we're going to look at idioms concerning fruit and I got that idea from actually one of my students who asked me to explain one particular idiom and I'll mention that when we come across it and I thought why not put together 10 idioms connected to fruit so I've picked some fruits for this particular podcast and if you can think of some more well of course as you always do why don't you write to me and let me know and of course if you have any friends that you feel would be uh, interested in this give them the link and let them join in too as always at the end of the podcast i'll give you my contact details should you wish to contact me okay well let's get cracking and let's look at these fruits and these are idioms as i said connected with fruit or fruit idioms okay so i'm going to read them out to you and then i'll go through them and give you some examples as i always do okay now, the first one is the one that uh, one of my students asked me to explain. A second bite of the cherry. Second bite of the cherry. The apple of your eye. The apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Low-hanging fruit. To go bananas. Comparing apples and oranges. I don't give a fig. A bad apple. Sour grapes. And finally, a plum job. Okay, so let's explain them. The first one, to have a second bite of the cherry. Well, what that means is you get a second chance or a second opportunity. So, perhaps you have some business deal and it didn't go the way you thought it would go. But something happens and you get invited back to make a second presentation. And you can say to your colleagues, well, at least we got a second bite of the cherry. Perhaps we will do better this time. So if the first time wasn't successful, the fact that you've got an invitation the second time means you get a second bite of the cherry, a second opportunity, a second chance to impress. Okay, so second bite of the cherry, another chance. Okay, another chance to prove yourself. It could also mean in your personal life, for example, if somebody gets married and the marriage for some reason doesn't work out and then after a few years you meet somebody else and you feel it's time to settle down again, somebody might say, well, at least he or she has a second bite of the cherry. Perhaps this one will be a little more successful than the first one. Okay, good. Second bite of the cherry. Number two, the apple of your eye. Well, fathers always think that their daughters are the apple of their eye. My daughter fits exactly into this. The apple of my eye, meaning she's the one that I uh, look after the most. She's the one I consider to be most vulnerable. She's the one I consider that I have to spend most time on. Well, she's now 36, but uh, she's still the apple of my eye. And when some, somebody calls you the apple of their eye, then it's the person who thinks most of you, the person who looks after you the most, the person who 
uh, wants to make sure that you are the happy one and you are settled and all sorts of other wonderful things like that. So as I said, fathers can think their daughters are the apple of their eye. Mothers think their sons are the apple of their eye. And grandfathers and grandmothers also consider grandchildren, whether grandsons or granddaughters, to be the apples of their eyes also. Okay, so the apple of your eye. Number three, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. And we've got quite a few idioms connected with apples. The apple doesn't fall far from the tree. This means that sons can be like their fathers or their mothers or daughters can be like their mothers or their fathers. So if somebody sees a certain characteristic in their son or daughter, they might say, hmm, just like your father, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. So you've inherited the genes or the characteristics of your father or mother. You might look at somebody in the same way. You might react to something in the same way. You might do things in the same way. And somebody, not negatively or positively, will just make the comment, oh, just like his father. Well, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. You know, so literally when an apple falls, it usually falls straight down on the ground, it might roll a little bit, but not so far. So when genes of parents are passed to their children, as we say, it doesn't fall far from the tree. We inherit the genes of mothers and fathers. So little Johnny might have a little bit of a temper and he might get a little bit angry very quickly. And the mother will say, ha ah, just like your father. Well, what else? The apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Number four, low hanging fruit. Well, if you've ever gone into an orchard, an apple orchard or other orchard where there are fruits and at the time of the harvest time the, the branches are particularly heavy with uh, very ripe fruit and the low branches are the heaviest and they tend to hang down or they hang low so it's very easy to pick them. So that's exactly what low hanging fruit is and if we have a mission or a plan or something where we want to achieve success we often say well let's take the low hanging fruit first let's go for the easy options first and something a little bit more difficult higher up well we'll tackle that later on so for example if you're having a sales drive or a sales initiative to launch a new product or to improve the sales of existing products you might already have customers that have bought the product before and it's much easier to sell to them a second time so they could be considered as low hanging fruit they are an easy sale or certainly a easier sale than going out looking for brand new customers so you focus your campaign on them because let's face it if they're happy with the product the first time they're probably going to be happy to buy it the second time so they would be your low hanging fruit so in any situation where you're trying to make quick gains quick success you go for the low hanging fruit what options are the easiest to pick if you were doing an exam you might look at the exam paper and instead of going through question one question two question three etc look for the questions that you know the best look for those questions that you can answer more easily 
or the low-hanging fruit. Get those out of the way and then you can focus on the questions that might require a little bit more thinking, a little bit more input on your part. Low-hanging fruit. Number five, to go bananas. Well, when people go bananas, they go a little bit crazy. Yeah. Oh, when I told him the news, what did you expect? He went bananas, started shouting and screaming. So you could use it in a positive way or in a negative way, as I've just given the example. So my boss didn't like the news when I told him I was leaving and I was going to our biggest competitor and he just absolutely went crazy or went bananas, started shouting and screaming and told me to get out and come back when he had calmed down. So that would be a negative example of going bananas. But of course, people can go bananas in a funny or pleasant way. Yeah. So the company gave you an extra couple of days holiday because you'd worked so hard. Uh, so you decided to go on a long trip when you could fly and you went partying and you had a good time and you had plenty of good meals and nice expensive restaurants. So you went a little bit bananas, yes? And uh, when you came back after the end of the holiday, you had to get back to the old habits and the old rituals. So to go bananas means to go a little bit crazy. The father might give the son or daughter some money or dare I say it, use of their credit card, very dangerous, but they might give them the use of the credit card. Here you go, go and buy yourself something uh, pretty or pleasant, but please don't go bananas, don't overspend. So here's the limit and uh, bring it back when, you, when you've used it. Okay, so very brave father giving his daughter or son a credit card, but it happens from time to time, as long as they don't go bananas. Comparing apples and oranges. Well, when we use this expression, of course, apples and oranges are completely different. They're different, more or less, in shape. They're certainly different in color and they're very different in taste. So if we're comparing two things, we want to compare two things that are equal. We don't want to compare two things that are completely different. And when we use the expression, we would say, well, sure, that's like comparing apples with oranges. There's no point. You know, you can't compare a holiday in the west of Ireland where it rains every day with a holiday on the Greek islands where the sun shines. They're completely different holidays for different purposes, for different reasons. Both can be absolutely exciting. Both of them can be wonderful, but you can't compare them because it's like comparing apples with oranges. Number seven, I don't give a fig. Well, when we don't give a fig it means we don't care or to put it a little bit more rudely, I don't give a damn. Frankly, I don't give a damn. So, you know, if we don't give a fig, it means we don't care. So do you want to, to go for, for lunch or, you know, we are going out, but, you know, uh, you might have to stay behind and do some extra work. He said, well, I don't give a fig. I really don't. I'm, I'm not in the mood for a lunch. I'll stay here and I'll order in uh, a sandwich. So if we don't give a fig, it really is not something we're overly concerned with. You're, I overheard the boss saying that uh, he's going to pr promote Michael instead of you. Ah, I don't give a fig. I'm going to leave anyway. So that's your reaction. That's your view. And so whether somebody gets promoted or not is not really of your concern, particularly if you've made uh, a decision to, to move on. So I don't give a fig. So it's usually used when we really don't care. Perhaps we might a little bit, but we want other people to believe that really we don't care. A bad apple. 
Well, a bad apple is something we usually throw out. Certainly I do. If I get a bad apple in my bag of apples at the the end of the week, uh, I take it out immediately because guess what? You leave it in the bag and within two days you've got two or three bad apples. So a bad apple is always going to infect or affect the other apples in the bag. So in that exact same way, if we've got a bad apple in the company, or we've got a bad apple in the team, we have to get rid of it. We have to throw it out or just replace it because it will have an impact on others. Yeah, And often you hear the expression, well, look, one bad apple shouldn't affect the rest or your opinion about everybody else. But in fact, it does. So if somebody doesn't represent the company or the school or the team or even the family in a good way, we need to do something about it because, yes, one bad apple can have a negative impact on everybody else around them. OK, so if we have a bad apple, we got to separate it or we have to get rid of it and throw it away. So uh, in times when uh, the police are you know, focusing their attention on certain families and the activities of certain families in different parts of a city because of drug trafficking or some other illegal activities. There may be members of the family who are very honest, very law-abiding, and they shouldn't be discriminated against because one member of the family happens to be the bad apple. But it often happens. So if somebody has a bad reputation, the whole family gets a bad reputation. And you'll often hear somebody standing up to support that family, say, well, look, just because there's one bad apple doesn't mean everybody else is actually the same. Yeah. So one bag, bad apple in the bag can have an impact on all the other apples in your bag. Sour grapes. Well, for those of you who like grapes, you don't like eating them when they are sour. They have a a bad taste. You know, yeah. So grapes are meant to be sweet, particularly those at the end of the growing season before you harvest them. They have a very sweet taste. And when we use the expression sour grapes, it means somebody puts on a bad face or has a bad reaction when they hear good news that happened to somebody else that didn't happen to them. Yeah. So go back to the situation where Michael gets the promotion and you don't, and um, somebody says, well, what do you think about the good news about Michael? And he says, oh, well, you know, I'm not so sure he's really the, the best guy for the job. And you start, you know, putting some negative thoughts there, and somebody will say, ah, that's only sour grapes on your part because they didn't offer the promotion to you. I think Michael is the most suitable person for the role. And somebody else says, yes, yes. So when it's a question of sour grapes, it means that you are just saying something negative for the sake of it because you didn't get the, the, the positive news. Okay, so sour grapes can be in any situation where somebody gets an advantage that you didn't get, somebody buys something that you couldn't afford to buy, or your friend gets a super new bike, a super cool bike. And you say, ah, I'm not so sure those bikes are not so good. You know, they're not so good for the, the road. And, you know, I, I think I would have waited and got a better one. And somebody says, ah, that's just sour grapes. You'd love to have the bike. Sure, I saw you in the shop last week admiring the bike. So you can't get it now. So this is just a question of sour grapes. 
And then finally, number 10, a plum job. Well, a plum job is a cool job, a job that's probably the best that you could possibly think for, or a job that everybody else is, would only, only love to have, a job that they're all going to be envious about. So the announcement that Jonathan or Mary or Peter have just landed themselves a plum job in the United Nations or a plum job in the European Union. So these jobs are like gold. Yes, they're hard to get. But once you get into the organisation, you're made because you're going to have nice, generous expenses, travelling allowance, living allowance, good salary, good holidays, travel, all those benefits because you're working either in the United Nations or a European Union or a similar organisation. And we could describe it as a plum job. He landed a plum job. He got a plum job. Wow. He really got a plum job, meaning exactly what you would like to have, something that will make you for life. You can sit back, put your feet up and look forward to a nice, healthy and happy retirement. A plum job. Okay, so let me give them to you again. Second bite of the cherry, the apple of your eye, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree, low-hanging fruit, to-go bananas, comparing apples and oranges, I don't give a fig, a bad apple, sour grapes, and a plum job. Okay, excellent. So, 10 fruit idioms. Try them out. See, can you use them? See if you can find any other fruits that perhaps I've, I've left out and you can write and let me know about it. And if you want to contact me, well, then you can do so on www.englishlessonviaskype.com. Very happy to hear from you and very happy to include your ideas in future podcasts. Okay, thanks for listening and join me again soon. Hi there, this is Harry. I just want to let you know about my wonderful advanced English language course or marathon English language course. There are over 53 hours of English learning. Yeah, 53 hours. It's advanced English. It's advanced English for those people wanting to improve their English from their current level. 45-minute lessons online recorded by me based around engaging video materials, advanced English vocabulary, slang, phraseology, complex grammar structures, pronunciation practice. And at the end of it all, you have homework in every individual lesson. And if you send it to me, I'll check it and I'll get back to you. Perfect for mature learners. For those of you who are a little bit shy or introverted about having one-to-one -one lessons, or those of you who don't have the time to have one-to-one -one lessons. Any type of learner out there looking to improve their English language. Why don't you join my crew and buy it?